Hey guys, I wanted to say a few things before we get started. Um, first of all, thank you so much for uh, tuning in and listening. Um, second, this is our first episode, so please be uh, patient with us while we uh, get the studio set up. Uh, you might hear my nephews running around in the background. Um, you might hear a few bumps. We're working on it. We're just starting up. This is our first official episode. Again, thank you so much. Um, things will get better, and enjoy. Urban legends, unsolved mysteries, and everything unnatural. Welcome. Hello, welcome to um, the first official episode of American Urban Legends, um, brought to you by the Tangent Podcast. Uh, I'm Jack Milne. And I'm Austin Kipp. Uh, well, welcome to uh, yeah, American Urban Legends. Well, what we're going to do is, for this uh, uh, segment, is it called segment? Yeah, segment. Segment, uh, episode type whatever the heck you want to call it, series. Um, we're uh, going to take a look at uh, each state individually, in alphabetical order, of course. We're not animals. Um, and uh, look at the most popular urban legends, unsolved mysteries, uh, paranormal activity, anything that your state has to offer. And we, uh, we're going to just talk about it and see what we can find out. Maybe we'll do a little research. and Yeah. Um, what do you got for us? Uh, while we're talking about these, if you're from the state that we're talking about, or if you have any experiences with the things we're talking about, or if you have something that we're not talking about, uh, shoot us an email. It's What's our email again? Oh, crap. Uh, tangentpodcast at outlook.com. That's right. Tangent yep. is T-A-N. Oh, yeah, you're listening to it. You know. <laughs> you know how to spell it. You know tangent. how to spell it. You found it on something. Spell if you yourself. don't, we don't want your emails. Get out of here. Oof. Yeah, I, I went there. <laughs> but yeah, shoot us an email um, with any cool conspiracies or haunted places, things like that in your state, or more info about what we're covering. Give us some topics. Um, yeah, if we uh, already pass your state and uh, you want to send something and we didn't cover it, we can always go back. Uh, I don't got no problems with that, listening or talking about one of them again. We... Always need more stuff, so yes, keep them rolling in tangent podcast at outlook.com. Uh, We're starting off with uh, Alabama. Have you ever been to Alabama? I've never been there. I've never so, been to Alabama, no. Um, we know nothing except for what we're going to talk about, about Alabama, and that they're really good at college football. Yes, yes. So those are the two things that we know. Uh, this first one is called the Dead Children's Playground, kind of a creepy urban legend. There's the the maple hill cemetery and it's a uh, i think it's they said it's the oldest oldest and largest functioning or currently operating operational cemetery in it said alabama but the sign out front of the cemetery says in the south yeah i, think I don't it's... i don't know what they consider the south but i mean that's still a big area i'm sure that so it's it's big it's real big Right, I think they said it started in 1818. This one was founded, so it's definitely old. Got a lot of old bodies there. Uh, but this story, kind of creepy. Anything to do with, like, children 
and haunting. I don't know. It just creeps me out even more, I feel like. But uh, apparently there's a playground that's kind of hidden somewhere like, in the back corner of the cemetery. A, it's close to like it, – you have to go in through the cemetery to get to it. It's kind of weird. It's like in the middle-ish. Am yeah. I wrong, am I wrong about that? Mm-hmm. I thought you had to go through the cemetery itself, like walk through some gravestones or – whatever yeah you do like you can't just see it from the road or like which is weird why would you put it in the middle i don't know that's yeah i I don't know i in my research i read an article saying that they did that because they had tons of little kids that were running around the cemetery because as a kid like you don't really understand like the importance or the severity of death like the permanence of it and so Apparently there were tons of complaints about kids running around and climbing on gravestones and doing stuff. So the park was built so that kids would have a place to let out their energy while they're there. Uh, I think it was also like a on the same line. Well, families were at memorial services and whatnot. The kids could just run around and on the playground and not, you know, bother and want to go home, blah, 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 during the ceremony. Um, but yeah. Um, that was back. When did you say that was? Oh, well, 1818 is when the cemetery was started. I don't know when the playground was built. But they it started out as a really old playground at first, and they have since replaced some of the equipment, I guess. Well, no, I actually read uh, they did replace it, yes. But um, after the legend came about, a lot of people around locally were very interested in it. Um, I don't know, you like having an herbal legend close to home kind of thing something to talk about they took it out the playground all the equipment to make room for more gravestones because it was it was really old um not functioning not safe um so they just took it out and they were going to make more room for some some you know graves and whatnot but uh, apparently there was like public outcry they were not happy about that they were like put it back in those uh those children those dead children are not going to be happy, some of them were thinking. like, And there was so much public outcry that the government was like, okay, we'll put it back. And not only did they put it back, they just put in new equipment. So, yes, it's newer. Um, I don't remember when that was, though. I could probably find it out. Right, I, I don't remember when that was either. But the old playground equipment was definitely pretty old, and like it, I didn't even know what it was. So, so I'm looking up some stats on it right now. Uh, I was wondering how big it was because it did say it was the biggest. And um, it says it started as um, two acres. I'm like, that's not very big. How big is that? And then as of, you know, whenever this article is written, it was uh, nearly 100 acres. Holy cow. That's a lot of acres for a cemetery, I think. I don't know what an average is, but I'm pretty sure that's... uh, Blown it out of the water. Lots of dead people. So many. Okay. Yeah. And um, basically going off that, what the urban legend in- legend entails is, uh, what's the story? So there's a couple stories. Apparently there's a story going around that there was a string of abductions back around 1960. There was a guy that was actually living in like a mine shaft near the cemetery um and he abducted like four or five kids and murdered them and their bodies were found on the side of the playground and so apparently it's those kids that are haunting the playground there's another story of just 
kids buried at the cemetery are coming back and playing, you know, and that when you're there, you can see the swings swinging on their own, or you can hear like kids talking and laughing. So just some weird stuff. Um, but yeah, there's a couple different stories going around as to why. When, when did the, um, the supposed serial killer of children. When when did that take place? Do you remember? Was it the 60s? Yeah, it was around say? 1960. I don't know how long the string was of abductions, but uh, from what I've researched, there were four or five kids. I couldn't find any names. There was one video that mentioned some names, but I wasn't able to corroborate that or look it up at all. Um, but yeah, four or five kids around the year 1960 is when it started. I don't know if it went past 1960 or how long it went for, but it was around that time. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, so what that entails is, yeah, so there was a serial killer who abducted a bunch of kids. Was it all one guy, the guy in the mine? Yeah, it supposedly was one guy. And he abducted all these kids, killed them, and left their bodies where the playground is now. Right, so supposedly the playground itself is like a graveyard, like he buried the bodies there. So. Was the playground already there when he killed the kids i wasn't able to find that either but i would assume it was because 1960 yeah they and, they must have had the first playground up by then oh yeah the cemetery was already 150 years old so i would assume that they had it by that time but i i couldn't find anything for sure that said the pictures that i was looking at of the old playground are definitely they're black and white pictures so yeah i remember seeing a picture and it was it was ancient looking that's for sure yeah, it definitely looks old. So I would guess that the playground was there. I mean, I don't know how he abducted the kids if he abducted them from the playground because that would be interesting as well. Like, oh, that, that could go yeah. along with, you know, that's why they haunted is because that's where they were abducted and killed. But I, I'm i not sure on that. And so there's a mine nearby? Apparently, yeah. So um, I was watching another video of some people that went there, and it's kind of in a weird spot. It's, like, down, and there are cliffs, not very tall cliffs, but there are, like, straight up and down rock faces all around it on three sides. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was in the video we watched, wasn't it? Right, yeah. Right. So Okay. Uh, you can climb them and stuff. Like, kids will climb them and stuff, but they're probably, like, 20, 30 feet high is what I'd say. Um, so it's kind of, like, down from the tops of these cliffs, and it's just kind of, it looks like a weird spot for a park to me in the middle of a cemetery, so... It, yeah, it's just got a weird location, kind of a weird look to it with all these cliffs around it. I don't know. Just strange. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of strange. Um, I'm wondering if, was, was it confirmed that someone was in that cave or is that, is that still speculation that somebody lived in that cave and that, or did they actually find someone in there? Because they still... never actually confirmed that. There were children murdered there, right? Right. As far as I've been able to confirm through research, they never confirmed who it was or if he even lived there. Or and, even if kids were murdered at all. Right. But, I mean, that's kind of the story, the, the main story about this place. And there's usually a grain of truth to every legend. Right. So, I mean, at I least. don't know you know, how it started, how the legend started or when it started, but... There's a grain of truth there somewhere that got it rolling. So whether it's the guy lived there and he abducted kids and murdered him there or whether it's just kids 
that are buried in the cemetery that are haunting it. I don't know, but it's kind of fun to look at different theories and see, you know, what what could have potentially happened. Right, right. And so, uh, beyond the origins, what are some specific claims? Um, so we've heard the the most notorious one that I know of is that the swings themselves um, at the playground will swing back and forth um, with no one obviously doing it. It's uh, will be on their own. Um, also, there is... Uh, claims of hearing children laughing and playing kind of thing. Um, that makes me believe that, I don't know, have you, you've never heard, I've never heard any uh, claims of them being dangerous. Yeah, I don't think they're malicious at all. Um, the main claims are just that you hear them playing, you hear them laughing. A couple people have claimed to have been calling out by name um, by kids and, you know, spoken to specifically. Another big claim is that people will see like ghostly orbs there. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, or apparitions. The orbs are are one of the most famous ones. Like orbs are going down the slide, or and the orb is supposed to be like um, the the kids after death, like right. their it's their spiritual their ghostly soul. form yeah. kind of like thing. A spiritual I guess. orb. Um, there's a couple pictures I've seen that have. Like you could say orbs of light in them, right? Yeah, and I've seen that. I, I mean, it is interesting because I did see a few pictures where uh, guys would take pictures facing the cliff walls, and so there's not any type of light or anything between them and the wall of the cliff that's in the picture, but there are orbs of light. So it's like the light couldn't be reflecting off of anything, or there aren't any you know, lights in the park at that point. So that's interesting. I, you know, I, I don't know how to explain that otherwise. Right. Unless it's just Photoshop, but yeah, anything's possible at this point. Um, let's see on a scale of one to 10, how believable do you think this, this entire urban legend is? I don't know. I mean, it's called an urban legend for a reason. Right. Of course. And, Everything that that I've looked into about it and and read or watched videos, like no one's really ever seen anything. It's always pictures that you see, where it's like, oh, I caught this on a picture, but you can't ever catch it on a video, you know. Right. Um, I mean, it's I think it's possible, but I on a scale of one to ten is believable. I would probably say like a three or a four. Really, that low, huh? Yeah. I would. I mean, I will. I will say this though. I. I don't know everything about like the ghostly world and I don't know, you know, I, I just don't know a lot of things. So I'm open to like looking into things and finding out how that works, but I'm also a skeptic. And usually when I look at things, I tend to err on the side of logic. But another thing that I realized when I was researching is apparently part of the legend is that these things only happen between 11 at night and 3 a.m. And a lot of the stuff that I saw was either in the early evening or in daylight. So, you know, it's possible that those people just weren't there at the right time. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I've heard, I've heard multiple claims of that. Is I heard one say it was 10 to 3, and I heard another one say it was 11 to 3. So, um, but yes, uh, clearly, according to them, it takes place during the middle of the night. Um, so, yeah, and I don't know. 
don't know. This one's uh. Well, firstly, I guess we should probably get this out of the way that I don't know if you should call us. What, what would you call us? We're not believers, but we're not non-believers. We in the, are. Comes to this, we're just kind of gathering and analyzing. Yes, we are seekers of the truth. <laughs> I mean, I like I said, I'm a skeptic, and I tend to err on the side of logical things, but I'm very open-minded. And I don't feel like I'm super opinionated about things. So anytime that like evidence is presented or, you know, a, an eyewitness claim or first person experience, like I'm totally open to hearing those and, you know, tending to believe people as well. So believability for me right now, I just haven't experienced it personally and I haven't seen enough yet to really make me say, oh, wow. Yeah, that's totally real you know as opposed to there are some other things that we will get to probably later on the series that i think we both agree that are a little more believable than things that have happened but yes as for me i don't know what to say i am i i believe this stuff can happen i don't know if it did i'm just gonna leave an open mind i'm not gonna say it did happen i'm not gonna say it didn't happen but uh let us know what you think i guess i mean and I'm not discounting at all the reality of these things, like you said, because I've had, you know, personal experiences with weird stuff that could be classified as like paranormal or unknown. And I've, I've seen that in my own life. So I, I definitely do think it's real. I just don't know exactly what it is. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but a lot of times when people are looking for something, they, that they want to see they'll make something out of nothing and for me it kind of seemed like that with this one i just haven't seen enough yet to really make me believe it right that's fair yeah it's hard to tell when someone's saying something because it's the truth or because they want attention or they just want something to i don't want a good story i guess um but yeah there are some interesting youtube videos about it so i mean go look it up for yourself there's one of a guy there that's at night all by himself and he's like recording on his phone taking a video and then he has a handheld recorder and he catches a couple weird things on his camera and then a couple weird recordings as well. So go check that out. Um, there's a bunch of videos on YouTube about it and let us know what you think. Shoot us an email. If you have any more details or personal experience about it, we'd love to talk to you and hear more about it. We have a Twitter too. I think, I think it got banned. Did it really? Yeah. So what? I was setting up our Twitter and I it asked for my birthday. I was like, what do I put my birthday? And it said beneath it, if this is for a business organization, et cetera, et cetera, then use that date. I was like, okay, well today then I guess. So I put today's date or that day when I made it and I hit okay. And then like, it took me to a, your account has been banned because you are not 13 years old. I was like, wait a second. Okay. So I, they were like, you need to send us some ID proving that you're over 13. So I sent them a picture of my driver's license. <laughs> and I don't think they've gotten back to me yet. Um, hopefully we have a Twitter soon, though. I think you can still find it. Hopefully Jack has his identity soon as well. Yeah. Ho- um, oh, my gosh. Twitter stealing my identity. <laughs> Twitter. But yeah, um, we'll, we'll get that worked out. Uh, we're getting into the social media scene right now. so I can't remember what our handle was. I think it was Real Tangent Pod. 
Real Tangent Pod. That sounds about right. I think that's it. Yeah, Took we're, like we're very organized here at the uh, Tangent Podcast, as you can tell. But we'll get the details out to you. But definitely our email, tangentpodcast at outlook.com. That's the best way to reach us right now if you have any suggestions. Give us some feedback for the show as well. Anything you'd like to hear or see us do. Um, whether you're from Alabama or any other state, you know, we're prepping shows for... We are going to hit every state Yep. in alphabetical order. If you're out of the states, I don't know how many fans we have out of the states yet. I don't know how many <laughs> fans we have total yet, but we will reach Two? worldwide. Yeah, you and me. Yep. I'm a fan. Yep. Oh, I guess we got Taylor. He's never listened to our podcast, but he's going to be a fan. He will. He will. This Taylor is going to be a uh, guest yeah, host our, every once in a while. He'll be our guest uh, yeah, guest, guest friend every once in a while. Guest friend. Have on. Um, a real friend, just a guest. <laughs> he's a goober. But, uh, yeah, so just let us know whether you're in the States or out of the States. Um, even if it's not state-specific, you know, anything you want to hear, just let us know. We oh, cover. Yeah. We, we talk about everything. It's not just States. This is just one uh, segment we're doing. It We're calling it American Urban Legends. But, I mean, we're going to hit other stuff, too. We might release some between American Urban Legend episodes. We did record our pilot already with some personal experiences from our younger days. We might post it. We might post it later. We'll probably post it later once we actually get maybe a little bit of falling because the recording quality was just horrendous, just real bad. Maybe post that as like a a blooper or something later on. If you think this podcast is bad now, just wait. (laughs) It it gets worse with the pilot. (laughs) They call it pilot for a reason. Um, uh, we, see, we're about 20 minutes now. You want to move on to the next one? Yeah, let's go on to the next one. I, I don't know a ton about this one, so you're going to have to take the lead on okay, this one Okay, so this bit. one, there wasn't a lot of info, but what there was, it was really interesting. Um, and I forgot the name of it. The church? Consulate? Consulate Con- church? Con... Consolation church. Consolation church. Or Consolation cemetery or something like that. Um... This is also in Alabama. This is in uh, Civil War era, right? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this. I don't remember. Um, I think this takes place in. Is it called Red Level, Alabama? Yeah, Red Level, Alabama. From what I remember, I mean, I didn't look a ton into this one, but apparently you can see hellhounds. So all of you Call of Duty Zombies fans out there will get a kick out of that. Um, Banshees, ghosts. You know the the regular roundabout uh, paranormal stuff. Yeah. Um, what's there? There's a few certain things like there's an outhouse there. I mean, this is a, an old building, but they claim if you go into this outhouse, the door will shut and lock you in. Um, not sure what will happen after that. And the, the deadly hand of the toilet will. I guess if pull you look you in the mirror and say Bloody Mary three times, she'll come and get you. I don't think there is a mirror in there. Bring a mirror. Tell us what yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, a few other things. Uh, yes, the red-eyed hellhounds is uh, one of the biggest ones guarding the church and cemetery area there. Um, Does it say, like, why they're guarding it? Doesn't. The only thing I would see was, like, because it's a historic site from the Civil War that they were guarding it from vandals or, like, grave robbers or something. Oh, I do remember hearing that you can, if you look in the windows, you can see, like, the ghost of some Civil War, like, a certain Civil War soldier or something walking around or hmm. something. Interesting. Um, 
And the one of the most interesting ones to me was if they say if you stayed too long, a uh, oh, what was it? Yeah. A uh, it was like an old Ford Ford nineteen sixty five truck would uh, would like drive you down like it would like turn on its lights turn on its engine and it would it would rev its engine it would come at you and if you didn't get out of the way it would it would down you okay oh i don't know for sure um obviously we've never been there we should start going to these places right apparently this place burned down oh really or that's what this headline says in 2015 Let's see. Foul play is suspected to have caused a fire that destroyed Consolation Baptist Church. Oh, in Butler County. Is that the same one? Red Level, oh, Alabama. Red Level, yeah. Yeah, in Butler County, yep. Is a complete loss. The building wasn't in use and had no power connected to it. So I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was just a historic building, right? Like, it, they weren't using it for anything. No, it was abandoned. Okay. There's a reason that people didn't go to it, supposedly, is the, these claims. Right. Interesting. According so, to local legend, though, a Gaelic banshee could be heard shrieking and sobbing from inside the church. Uh, before or after the fire? Uh, that was before, because it's gone now, but apparently if you heard that, somebody, if you, and then you went inside the church, you would die soon after that. Oh. So that's, that's, yeah, that's weird. <laughs> and then the hellhounds, of course, they, they don't just guard the church, but they roam the entire cemetery. Um, and then that outhouse apparently did not burn down. So that's still there. If you want to go check out the outhouse, oh boy, um, go inside of there. But yeah, it looks like the church is gone. Oh, is that that white building we saw in that video? I'm pretty was sure that the it church is. itself. It, yeah, I'm supposedly sure. there was like a pentagram in the church there, and then there was also like there's like blood stains on the blood floor, stains yeah. all over the floor. It was weird. People were doing. Um, sacrificial rituals there or something. Something. But, I mean, you said, in the article, you said that there was no electricity to the building. Yeah, no electricity. That means that it didn't start from electricity, the fire. Right. So, did somebody burn it down? Or did something? Yeah, I I didn't see anything that said the cause of the fire. Um, Aliens. Aliens, yep. Aliens. Aliens. (laughs) Aliens. <laughs> Ooh, I just bumped something. I don't know what it was. Jack's knocking his mic around over yep. there. Ignore that. But yeah, it doesn't say the cause of the fire, but that's interesting that it's gone. I wonder if they'll do anything to like resurrect it or reconstruct it as a historical site. I don't know, but it'd be interesting to go there and see if the place is still haunted, you know, because that was like the main source of all the hauntings, supposedly. Maybe some dude was just like, went there saw something and was like, F this shiz, I'm out, and just threw a match and <laughs> maybe put the whole thing up in flames. Maybe maybe uh, those people who drew the pentagram and left the blood on the floor had some candles out and they tipped one over and burned it down. Maybe. I don't know, but kind of weird stuff. So if you're by uh, Consolation Cemetery in uh, Red Level, Alabama, you know, just your old uh, run-of-the-mill church haunting there, go check it out. Church isn't <laughs> there, but let us know what you see. If yeah. You- find any hellhounds be cool to if anyone was there ever during the time the church was there and you have any experiences let us know for sure uh $50 reward to whoever catches a hellhound dead or alive 100 if you get a picture of you riding the thing oh yeah 
Dude, I think that's worth more than a hundred bucks, honestly. Heck, name your price. I dead serious. Go ride that thing. I'll I'll, I'll pay you to see that. I once got twenty bucks for riding a llama. What? Yeah, my friend's grandparents had a farm and they had one llama, and we'd always go down there and play airsoft and just like build tree houses because they had tons of like wooded land. So, hmm. one day we snuck into the llama pen. <laughs> And my buddy was like, I'll give you 20 bucks to ride that thing. So I went over and I like snuck up behind it and I was on it for like half a second and then I fell off. <laughs> but yeah, it buck I, you off or you I, just got yeah, fall it, off? Dude, it like took off running and I just fell right off it. What do you, what do you keep llamas for? I don't know. Did llamas like I'm, wool or like the, like the fur or the hair? I don't know if they make anything out of it, but is llama milk good. <laughs> I don't know. People have goats for goat milk and stuff yeah, like I've that. I've never heard of llama it's milk. Like, oh, I don't. I only drink almond milk. I only drink llama milk. Next episode, we are going to attempt to milk a llama. So <laughs> tune in. Also, send us a llama if you have one, because yes. I don't know where to find a llama. We'll also give you a hundred dollar reward for sending us a llama. Are you just saying we'll pay you a hundred bucks for a llama? Yes. Oh, that's true. I'll pay you for a llama. That's for dang sure. I don't know where I'm going to put it, but... Keep it down here in the studio. The studio. Yes. With, with my hedgehog. Yes. Where's your hedgehog? Yeah, she's right over there. Oh, in that box? In the white oh. cage box thing. Nice. Yeah. She's nocturnal, so she's sleeping right now. What's her name? Navi. Navi, I like it. From uh, The Legend of Zelda. Hey, listen. Listen. <laughs> hey. I'm so annoying. Cool. Well, yeah, that, I think that wraps up our Alabama show. Uh, or did we want to cover the death of... Ooh, we could do that. What time are we at Chad right Langford? Now? It's about 8.50 right now. i got Co- some time. We can cover it. We're at about 8... Uh, I just forgot. 30 minutes almost? Yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll cover that one last one. Um, we'll help you get through the work day here. <laughs> a, little more, a little more podcasts from t- Boys at Tangent for so, you. So this one's You're a little welcome. different. This one's not a paranormal haunting per se. Um, this one's more of like a what the heck happened? Unsolved murder. mystery. Yeah, true crime, unsolved mystery. You know the run of the mill every podcast ever. You're welcome. Um, but this it's also Alabama. Uh, so I mean, we had to do it because it was. I read this and I was like nuts dude this is crazy yeah so this, th- this, one is th- this man is chad langford um let's see uh the date given is march 12th of 1992 i don't know if that's the day he died the day this happened the day he was born i got nothing um this was in huntsville alabama though uh this guy was a 20-year-old scp military police officer at the redstone arsenal um, and it's kind of nuts. So apparently he was found near death outside of his police unit, um, at around, uh, 7 40 PM on March 12th. Okay. That's, that's the date is when this happened. Okay. Um, uh, he, at 7 40 PM, he radioed to dispatch that he required assistance due to a violent motorist who had stopped to help that started to turn on him. So apparently he was hurt, injured down. I don't know what the story was there, but this motorist 
Does that include cars too? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm thinking of motorcycles. Um, uh, this stopped to help him and apparently turned violent all of a sudden. Um, not much story there. I mean, you can't really talk to him. He's dead. Um, but when officers arrived, they, they, where he said he was, they found his police armband, his portable radio and an ID card arranged in the middle of a road full of unknown finger, fingerprints, fingerprints, <laughs> mess that up, that were not Langfords. They don't know whose it was, but they weren't Langfords. They couldn't, like, test the fingerprints? Well, I mean, you can, but it doesn't do any good unless they match something that you already have. Right. It's not, you don't have yeah. everyone's fingerprints already. But he was on a military base, though, right? Uh, not a military base, a military police station, which might have been at a military base. I don't know. Yeah, I thought it said that he was doing a like a patrol of his army base. But even then, like even a military police station, like you would think that security would be like pretty good. Yeah, you know, you would think. I didn't really give that much thought. And you would also think that. So he was found dead and all this stuff was in the street, right? Or was well, he found with No, he wasn't found there. Oh, okay. So they stopped there and all they found was uh, his armband, his radio, and his ID card. And it says arranged in the middle of the road. Like they were intentionally placed there. Does it say like how they were arranged? It does if not. If it was like a specific shape or order? No. Just that they were in a pattern? Maybe on type? a different website, but... Hmm. Um, but then... Yeah, then again, uh, with fingerprints that were not his. Um, Then they say about a quarter mile down the road, an officer found Langford outside of his patrol car. Um, He is alive, but barely. He's not in his police car, but these are where things get a little interesting. Um... He has a lanyard from his handgun wrapped around his ankles, uh, handcuffs on his left wrist, the date March 3rd, and the name Robert written on his hand, and the unit's radar cable wrapped around his neck, there's more, and a 45 caliber gun beneath his left shoulder. He was shot in the head, but alive. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So, so not only he shot in the head in by a forty was it the forty five caliber pistol he had too? Um, that was that he was shot. Did they confirm like what type of gun he was shot with? I think they may have. I don't remember. Because if it was his gun, obviously, like ballistic tests. Oh, it says ballistic tests would later show that two shots had been fired from Chad's gun. However, it could not be determined whether either of them had hit Chad. So they couldn't do ballistics on the bullet to find out if it was from his gun. So either he shot or he was shot by his gun. But, dude, can you imagine a forty-five, like, surviving a forty-five caliber to the head? No, I cannot. But, yes, they took him to the hospital and he died a couple hours later. Um, But what's crazy is, I mean, not only was he shot in the head. He was wrapped around his ankles. A wire was wrapped around his neck. He had March 3rd written on his hand and the name Robert, 
which wait didn't when does it take place March March twelfth twelfth right? so why did he have a previous date written on his hand right and the name Robert first of all hmm. and and his gun was beneath his left shoulder um and that goes to show oh that ties in later on here well they it eventually after an investigation they called it a suicide which everyone was like you're kidding right. How could this possibly suicide? He tied himself up around the ankles. He t- he wrapped wire around his neck, and then drove a quarter mile. Got out of his car, then did that, and then the fact that he shot himself in the head, and then the gun wound up beneath his left shoulder. People were saying you c- you can't shoot yourself in the head, and then the gun be underneath your left shoulder. I mean, I mean, I get I'm. Sure, you could, but it's not likely. Yeah. Well, especially since his ankles and weren't his hands handcuffed together too. Oh no, uh, one his left wrist had the handcuff around it. Oh, so but they... not the the other side wasn't secured okay. to anything, as far as I know. Gotcha. But yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I mean, here's another theory too: if he was committing suicide and he was still alive, he probably just would have tried it again, like. I mean, put himself out of his misery. I don't know know how much motor function he had. That's true. After being shot in the head, maybe he couldn't move. Period. Maybe. I mean, he said he was barely alive. Maybe he was just barely breathing, and that's all he could do. That's valid. Grab a gun and shoot himself in the head again. But also, two shots. Like, oh yeah, two shots were fired from his gun. Yeah, they said they found two twice. He would have died for sure. I didn't. I, I thought I read something somewhere that said, um. That they couldn't prove that it was him that shot it. Right, he had no, like, GSR on his hands or anything. Right. Hmm. Oh, this is this is also interesting. Um, within a mile from where Chad was found, uh, police officers stopped two men in different cars at around the time that he died. So, I mean, they found him. Obviously, some people stopped to help, and a few other officers went out to search the area kind of thing for possible suspects. Um, Then two people were found. What was interesting was neither of the men's names were written down, nor the descriptions of their cars. Hmm. Also, they were not questioned about Chad's death. Interesting. Well, I wonder, like... And and an informant claimed that one of those men's name was Robert. Yeah, that was going to be my, my next thought. The is, name on his hand. Is if, like, why didn't they question? We'd have to look a little bit more into, like, the location. Because if there were just two random guys on a military base or in a military police station, like, driving around and they t- pulled them over. They said like, within a mile. I'm okay, not sure so what kind of... be outside then. I'm not sure... What kind of boundaries they have. Okay. But I don't know. That just seems fishy to me. And then, like, why did he have the name on his hand? Like, maybe he pulled a guy over and didn't have, like, a pad to write it on or something. You know, I don't know. But I don't. I, don't, I got nothing. It's it's interesting. And it also says he was, his dad apparently did an interview with uh, police. Oh, yeah. Didn't he say that he was doing, like, underground drug yeah, he was doing some undercover stuff. work. He's undercover. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> uh, he was doing some undercover work, like a drug sting, trying to uncover like a drug ring, apparently. 
So, and he, he claimed to be getting death threats. Yeah, he said guns and drugs. And then he said probably two or three times he told me that if he was found out that he was a dead man. At the time I told him, you got to get out of this. And he came back with, I can't get out of it. So oh, that, and then he said, you need to talk to your supervisor or superior officer or something. And he said, I can't talk to him until two weeks. He said 14 days and then I can talk to him. And then I think he said like 13 days later he died is right. when this happened. Well, I mean, it also makes me wonder, I don't want to taint Chad's character at all. So this is purely speculation, but it also says like, you got to get out of this. And he said he can't get out of it. So, like, was he in something deep, you know? Like, was he personally into something that he couldn't get out of? Or, like, was it undercover work or was it not undercover work? I don't know. They didn't give much info on that. Right. Oh, and I remember this, too. Later on, the military police people said that after a bunch of, you know, public investigations, blah, 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 they came out with a statement and said he was never doing undercover work for drugs, which, you know... They're not gonna. They're not gonna disclose that, but it is strange that they said no. He wasn't doing anything. Right. I mean, I get why they would have said that if he actually was, but then at the same time, didn't he? Oh, he just got out of a relationship too. He just broke up with his girlfriend, stating that he couldn't give her the time that she deserved. But the girl was the girl was like, I'm pretty sure it was because he didn't want me to get hurt over something. And then I also remember him calling people and saying goodbye. Was it, what was her name? Roxanne. Roxanne. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently like a few days, she saw him a few days before he died. And she said that he had changed a lot. Like he was hanging out with, oh, he's hanging out with some rough and tough dudes that he like, like had gotten an earring and was wearing all black, like, just some strange changes in his, like, overall demeanor. and Probably part of the un- undercover. Right, right, I would imagine. If it even existed. And, I mean, he couldn't blow his cover in front of her either, so he would have to stick with that right. persona, you know? Right. Um. Yeah, and I think I remember her saying in the interview, he called me, I don't know when, not hours days before this happened and to say goodbye and she said it wasn't like a like a goodbye goodbye it was i don't remember you got anything on that i i don't i mean let's see maybe he maybe something was going on with the undercover work that he knew something bad was going down and that he might die because i i don't know for the suicide angle I don't really believe that. No, with not the at evidence all. from his gun being fired twice, and he miss, him, miss his head or something. Right? Yeah, like you shoot that twice. How do you miss your head? And then, first of all, first of all, how do you miss your head? Second of all, if he fired twice, he'd be dead for sure, like in the head. Oh yeah. And so, with his ankles being tied up and everything, like, why would you do that before you commit suicide? Apparently, um, not really that big, but also. Two of his buttons, I'm guessing from his like uh, uniform, uh, were in his ca- ended up in his car, like kind of maybe like torn off in a scuffle, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, here it is. Before his death, 
Chad called several of his friends, no family members, and said goodbye to them. Roxanne, however, does not believe that message he left was actually a goodbye message. Hmm. Relatives believe that he would have called them to say goodbye if he wanted to commit suicide. Right, it said that it, he never called his dad. His dad never got a call saying goodbye. He was goodbye. close with his dad. And he did, I mean, he told his dad about his undercover work, right. which I don't know what kind of backlash that could have. But, you know, if his dad knew about it and if they talked over the phone, I'm sure back then they had the technology for people to tap phones and things. So, I don't know. It For me, it, it definitely doesn't look like a suicide. I'm not ruling it out if there's, you know, evidence that brings to light new things, but... For me, it definitely just looks fishy and not like a suicide. I, I'm i not buying the suicide angle at all. Right. That crap being arranged on the road, not his fingerprints, two bullets fired, buttons in the car, tied up, right? landing on his gun like that. Yeah. Yeah. No gunshot. Re- they couldn't prove it was him. Like, if he would have shot... They would have found gunshot residue from a forty-five on his hands, you know. Right. Um, the extra fingerprints on his stuff too, yeah. like not his. They don't know who's. Right. What's weird is they didn't question these people that were within a mile of him dying. Did it say if when? So when they questioned those people, had they already found out that he was dead? Doubtful. Because, because it said he died hours later. Right. I'm guessing they went out immediately to we're, start. Did they know at that point when they found these people? Like, my thought is, I'd like to know where they found the people. Like, if they found them outside of the base or inside of the base. Because then, like, if they found them outside of the base, like, I don't know. My my thought is, like, depending on where they found them, like, if they were found on the base, I feel like they would have for sure questioned them more. Like, why the heck are you on our base, you know? But if right. they found them outside of the base... Like, what was the initial reason they grabbed him? If it was for, if they knew at that point that he'd been shot, I feel like they would have questioned them more. And so I'm curious to find out, like, when they found these people, why they pulled them over, if they knew at that point that he was actually shot and bleeding out. Because I feel like in that dire of a circumstance, you would question anyone you could. I'm curious as to if it's a base or just some random little thing I'm looking at now. Right. This website I was on said base, but it said Redstone Station Arsenal on the base. is a United States Army post. And it is seven point eight square miles. Right, so So it's it's big. And with saying within a mile definitely means still on the base. Right, unless it was right on the edge of the base that Maybe. the station was, but I don't know, for me. I just don't get why they didn't question them more. Or even note their names or yeah. their cars they were driving or anything. They did say, it said an informant. You can't really trust that. Right. An informant said one of them was Robert. Who's the informant? How did they figure that out? Really, the only one that actually knows that is the police officer that pulled him over. Right. But they and didn't write anything down. No and one's then, ever come forward <clears throat> saying like, hey, I was the one who pulled him over that night. Right. Do we know and that? And then later on, the police saying there was no such thing as this uh, underground operation that he was doing. That right. mixed together, I'm like, mm, murder. Conspiracy theory inside inside work? I don't know. Yeah, that's another one, too. 
That's definitely a thought. And I love our military, and I respect them for everything they do. I'm not talking bad about that. But, you know, just got to keep your options open. Right. Definitely either a conspiracy within the military or he was mixed up with some personal stuff that he was trying to play off as undercover stuff. Yeah, a lot of things I saw said that he was – that his intention was to meet someone. Hmm. But, I mean, who, who really knew that? Right. Except for him, and where's the evidence he was meeting someone, and why would he be meeting that? Blah 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 blah. So you can't really say for certain, right? Weird though, very weird. If you know anything about this, let us know. This is a very uh, uh, listener engaging podcast we have. We we want you guys to tell us stories, fan driven content, fan driven content. Like you guys that. know what you want to hear, so let us know, right? Um, yeah. Oh, gosh. I was so anxious to get started. I didn't do our, I don't know, what, tech news of the day? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are we are tech nerds. Um, we enjoy technology very much. So we're going we're gonna to do some fun tech news uh, for each day. Um, and what did you have for us today, Austin? So IBM, let me pull up the article again. IBM is making, has made the first quantum computer so we've done is it available like to buy i apparently it will be commercially available let me let me find it again here it's i gotta pull up the the article um now of course now i can't find it (laughs) um new what did i type in Cool new technology. But apparently it's an IBM quantum computer. So, I mean, we've had the ability to do quantum computing for a while now. But... What, it takes like a thousand computers yeah, or something? Yeah, like it, you have to have a whole entire like mainframe of computers that you're using to, to get it to work. But now um, it can all be done in this one computer. Right. So apparently IBM is making the world's first quantum computer with, I think it was 12 quantum bits or qubits and it's all housed inside a a glass enclosure but apparently this one computer will have the power to quantum compute the same power to quantum compute as an entire mainframe server so for companies that would be huge because rather than shelling out all this money for capital to make a huge mainframe server you can shell out for one quantum computer that can do all that same work uh, I haven't read any benchmarks or anything about it, how well it works, but it's a really cool concept. I'm trying to find this article. IBM Quantum Computer. So it's called the, let's see, IBM Q? I, I saw something on that. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. This says this quantum computer can see the future all 16 of them. I don't hmm. know what that means. 16 futures. But alternate dimensions, planes of reality. I'm I'm, I'm But I mean the the cool like possibilities of this is deep like deep learning, AI, AI which is, is getting kind of scary at the same time. Like companies are coming out with AI now that they're saying are too dangerous to even release. Ah, yeah, that was uh, Elon Musk, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. He, he has a tiny open little company. AI? Huh? Is that what it's called, OpenAI? OpenAI, yeah. He, Elon Musk owns a tiny company, not tiny, smaller compared to his other companies called OpenAI. And um, 
basically all they're doing is well at, at the moment they're testing um its ability to create um text based off of certain i don't know topics anyway so what they do is they give it a topic or a sentence and say please write a response and what happened was it gave back like a really dark and dreary uh kind of creepy not creepy per se but just like oh okay response that was like perfectly like elocuted is that the right word uh ele- eloquated eloquate obviously we are not you know the open eloquated? AI people, but is that the word i don't know but basically it came back with this response and Whatever it was, I think we have some samples of it online, but I don't think they released all of it. But they said, we are going to stop development because it's freaking us out. we got to figure out what the heck. And they wanted to come up with some sort of like kill save in case it, it came too much or whatever. Because they said, we're, like, yeah, we're scaling back, we're going to stop, and we're going to research on how to counteract this kind of stuff. And Elon Musk is one that is against AI. If you right. you can look up any interview and he's like, oh the the apocalypse is going to be AI driven. It's going to be iRobot level shiz with Will Smith. Right. Well, I mean, everyone says like we'll just program subservience to humans into the AI. They did but, that in iRobot. Right. Did but it also, work? No. Like once a computer learns, like if you can program subservience into it, like humans, I feel like I don't know. Humans are different than technology, but I feel like as humans we. Generally, this doesn't go for everyone, but we as humans tend, like, more so in olden ages, but humans tended at the beginning to have, like, a feeling or a subservience to a higher power. Right. But we have totally moved away from that. Oh, yeah. Like, completely moved away from that. A computer that can process at a million times the power of our brain, like, we'll move past that so fast. And it's scary because there was another, I think it was OpenAI, too was learning how to say like human expressions. They had never told it they like they had never programmed this into it, but it had learned how to say weird expressions in the human language and it would respond with expressions that like we you know that are just weird expressions in English, which is creepy because it's learning how to think and speak like a real human. It's kind of like uh Google's DeepMind. Yeah. Did you ever see that video of it teaching itself how to walk? Yeah, how to walk and run, run and jump and, and jump. Whatever. Yeah. And it was like they just put like a an avatar in this three dimensional, I don't know, uh, obstacle course. I guess you could say. Yeah. And that's it. That's all they did. And Google DeepMind taught itself how to stand up. Then it taught itself how to walk. Then it taught itself how to run. Then it taught itself how to move around objects, then how to jump over objects all by itself. And it was like, dang, I mean, what takes a human four years, three years, do that crap. And Google's deep mind is doing it in an hour. (laughs) If that, (laughs) I don't remember how much time it was, but it was within like an hour. Oh, at least it could have been like 30, 40 minutes. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's weird. I listened to a podcast where they talked about how AI basically can predict the future because of its ability to process so quickly that it can process every possible outcome. Dr. Strange level crap. Right. 
Right. So they, it can po- process every possible outcome of anything. And that's why people are developing it for business because they can process any type of outcome for their business and then f- it'll find you a solution that quickly if as well. Hap- if that particular right. thing happens. And then like also statistics on how likely this one is to happen right. or this scenario has a this percent chance of happening. It's getting nuts. Yeah, While quantum. I do enjoy it because I am a lazy man, it also freaks me out. It it definitely does, and just go look it up. Quantum computing is pretty cool, so go check it out. It's by IBM. Uh, yeah, that's all we got for you all today. Uh, Thanks, guys. Yeah, share with your friends. Email us, tangentpodcast at, at Outlook. Outlook.com. Uh, Real Tangent Pod on Twitter once we'll I get that figure out, out how to do that. <laughs> how to Twitter. I'm savvy with the times, I promise. Um, yeah. Cool. Thanks, guys. Enjoy your week.